Okay, so uh, back at it. It is time for the Pistols Firing Podcast with your hosts, yours truly, Carson Cunningham. I mean, he's about as pretty as they get. Joined, as always, by Kyle Porter. When he breaks through and gets in the open, it's over. Gone. The Pistols Firing Podcast starts right now. We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. Kyle Porter joins me as always. We got a lot to discuss, Kyle, but uh, first, how was your weekend? It was good. Uh, I don't really remember what I did. Uh, see, we were just talking about this before we before we got on air. My, my weekend is, is Friday. So I took Friday off, phone-free Friday. We've been trying to do that in our house. It's been a good experiment so far. Better time with the kids, more engagement. Um, so that was my weekend, and then worked a little Saturday, Sunday. Watched maybe the worst college basketball game Oklahoma State's ever played in its you know ninety year history on Saturday. Huh. Uh, that's probably an exaggeration, but it wasn't good. Um, so yeah, it was a good weekend. How about you? Uh, yeah. What did I do? Uh, I worked as well. Uh, well, yeah, I was Russell Westbrook week for me. So I was, I was, was front that? and center. It was, uh, really cool. It was a, it was one of those moments that you'll, you'll tell your grandkids about really. It was pretty, pretty special. The, yeah. the emotion in the building was, was genuine. I thought Russell really embraced the moment. I thought he's going to try and be too cool for school at first, but he truly embraced it. And it was awesome. It was uh, it was kind of surreal, just the reaction he got, and I thought the fans were great too. Because once the game started, they just they cheered for the Thunder. They didn't, they weren't like little league fans and cheered for Russell's every basket. So I thought it was it was a great night. And KD's getting just pounded on Twitter. Oh, Perk put him in a body bag. It was a perfect <laughs> night if you're a Thunder fan. I mean, Kevin has has no comeback for joining a 73 win team. It was just it was. Kind of crazy though to see one of his former teammates come out and say it. You know, he's used to people on Twitter saying it to him, but it's tough for know. for us KD defenders. It's it's a tough scene right now. Yeah, there's few of you left. I mean, it's to me, it's just sad. Like we don't have to get into it too much, but it's just kind of sad. Like he's kind of a basketball vagabond. He has no home when it comes to basketball. Like when the Warriors have their 25 year reunion, he'll get a very light applause and the. He's not even really well liked in Golden State, where he won two championships. So, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond will get huge Russell-like ovations, and they're like, "Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for basically assuring we were going to win." But carry on. Yeah, so, I know it it's is kind of sad is, more than anything. Yeah, it is kind of sad. That's that's a good point. That's a good good way to put it. Okay, we need to get in the mid first five, but first, uh, you can go to midfirst.com/slash/pistolsfiring. Uh, to sign up for an OSU credit card, you can earn a $150 bonus. Uh, you can earn points. There's Bursar rewards options. Uh, pretty cool stuff that MidFirst is offering. So MidFirst.com slash pistols firing. MidFirst 5, Carson, let's go. Uh, national championship game tonight. After like a month of waiting, it feels like. LSU Clemson. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic game. I want to get your thoughts on that. And, but also, Mike Gundy is going to be in the film room again. ESPN announced that he and Gary Patterson and Vanderbilt's Derek Mason and Boston College's Jeff Halfley will be the four coaches in the film room. That's kind of a fun way to watch the game if if you're 
not that invested in the game. And uh, Gundy was making another appearance. Last time he was there, Kyle, he hired a defensive coordinator because he was he was paired with Duke's David Cutcliffe, and I he know. ended up hiring Cutcliffe's defensive coordinator. Would you, if I gave you the option right now, would you rather know what Chuba's decision is or what's going to be in Gundy's mug tonight at the <laughs> at the uh, game at the uh, Chuba? I mean, I don't, I don't think Gundy's got any. Hard liquor in there. Remember that. Remember that last time where everybody was like, "Wait, what is he drinking?" I Do don't you, remember. Was he you drinking don't it like that? often? Or well, it was like, yeah, I don't know. I I can't remember the details, but I remember that being a thing on Twitter. Like, what's in? It, it was he had like a Yeti, and it looked like like just the way he was like sipping it, like kind of slowly. And mm-hmm. the way he was whole, you, you can just, you know, like just stuff. There's you a difference between drinking water and liquor. Totally. Yeah. And I have no idea. If there, I doubt there was anything in it, but I remember it being kind of a, uh, kind of a funny joke during, and, and everybody was, you know, good natured about it. It was, it was a very humorous thing. So well, I don't know. One we'll thing, see. one thing I remembered this year after they played TCU is he brought up just kind of on his own that him and Gary Patterson are really good friends and that they've. They've always kind of talked about joining forces with you know Gary's defense and then Gundy on the offensive side, and they they seem to be probably it seemed to me it's just in his comments that he was as, he was as tight with Gary Patterson more than any other coach in the league. So I think it'll be kind of fun to watch, see the kind of rapport those two have. Yeah, I agree. And are you going to watch it? Or are you going to be on the uh, the Herb Street Fowler? I flip back and forth. Fortunately, at Channel Five we have multiple TVs, so I'll probably get both of them working, and I'll. I'll try to clip any, you know, any uh, interesting Gundy tidbits. Like if he yeah. if he starts talking about Todd Munkin, I'll I'll probably have to clip that. I think we're gonna go. I think we're gonna go just Herb Street and Fowler. I, I live blogged him. Maybe that's where it was from. I live blogged his appearance last time because uh, it was hilarious, as is pretty much everything that he does. Um, but yeah, the kids are gonna stay up tonight. We've got one of those. Uh, we've got one of those boards where you like pick the squares, you know, yeah, like the, yeah. the score squares. So they filled that out yesterday. So they're all fired up. Uh, our they think Clemson's gonna win. I'm dubious, but uh, yeah, it should be a fun night. Who do you got? I'm gonna pick Clemson just because I want to root for them, and because I think there's a little bit of like there, there's this there. It, I don't know this. Could, I don't know how it's going to go, but it feels like there's a little bit of like, oh, nobody can stop Burrow. Burrow is unstoppable. You can't stop a quarterback like him. And we've seen this happen a million times in sports where people say that, and then it's like, oh, maybe you can. And then there will be 50, <laughs> 50 pieces next week. This is how Clemson's defense stopped Joe Burrow or whatever. That That's sort of the vibe I'm getting, but I don't know. LSU's sick. You've seen them in person. They're, they're phenomenal. It sure is insane that – Trevor Lawrence is 25 and 0 and Clemson's won 29 in a row and yet they're a prohibitive underdog. That speaks to how good LSU is and I'm probably too close to it. I mean, I watched them with my own two eyes just make Oklahoma look like a peewee football team. And in New Orleans, LSU has won three national championships and all three were played in New Orleans. That is going to be psychotic. And I just I don't know if Clemson can overcome just that tidal wave of what that's going to be like. And and more than anything, just in terms of football, th- those wide receivers for LSU, I just think are going to win too many of the one-on-one battles. That's what. Yeah. But to me, that's what it, the game will be decided on. And I the think wide, that's what happens. The Clemson receivers pretty good too. Uh, Matt Leiner brought this up the other day. 
he was on the on Rosilla's podcast. He was talking about how this is this is probably the number one pick in this year's draft against the number one pick in next year's draft. Which <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened. Maybe it has. Um, it, it's uh, it probably has. But for a national title, I don't know that that's happened. Baker handed it off to Kyler in the Rose Bowl. Those were two Heisman. Those were two number one picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's same true. team. Uh, but but no, it's it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to watch the, the Gundy film room thing. It, it gets a little quiet in there sometimes. There's a lot of pauses to where I, I'm probably with you. I'll probably go Herbie and Herbie and Fowler. They're yeah. best in the business. The, I'm, uh, the, I'm, I, I mean, I, yeah, I would. I don't pay money to go to sporting events really anymore. I would pay to go to this one. It, it, the atmosphere is going to be just in just off the charts. I I wouldn't want to be caught dead there. Why? The LSU fans are different. It's it's not going to be a safe place. <laughs> it's like the it's like having a Ryder Cup in New York. I uh, yeah, I want no part of that. I want no part of the LSU fans on Bourbon Street after winning a national championship. I've heard horror stories after horror stories from when OU played them in New Orleans. So, but let's go to uh, number two. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, a lot of talk this week or last week and into the weekend about the offensive coordinator position at Oklahoma State. Uh, what's the latest with Todd Munkin? You know, Todd Munkin has kind of been in limbo with the Cleveland Browns, who just finally hired a head coach, the Vikings off- offensive coordinator, uh, Steph- Stefan- Stefanski or whatever. Yeah. To where- why, does that, why does every coach in the NFL have a weird name? <laughs> it's like every college wrestler. You're like, I don't know how to spell this. This is sure. a nightmare. But the report is that he's Todd Munkin's not going to be retained. So it appears as he'll be a free agent. Uh, what are you hearing, and what's the latest with Todd Munkin? Yeah, my feelings on Munkin have changed a little bit. I, I'm feeling more optimistic about um, him, just just the interest, just mutual interest. I think before, I mean, we talked about this last week. It's like OSU is really interested. You're like, well, yeah, no, no crap. Like, yeah, they're interested. Um, but once you get into that NFL sort of ecosystem thing, like. You just, I don't know, it just kind of turns you on to the next job up there. And I, and I don't, I, I think going back to college football is, I, I haven't seen the numbers on it. I would think that it's, it's, I don't know about rare, but it just doesn't happen a ton. But I do think the feeling on it from his side is, is maybe changing a little bit. But here's the problem, Carson. They, they don't have any more spots. Like all the, they, they've got 10 assistant spots. And after hiring Tim Rattay, which I know we're going to talk about, they're all they're full like they don't they don't and, and you could say well if 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 Munkin wanted the job they'd get rid of somebody and it's like well that's easy for us to say I, I don't know what's actually going on so uh you know my feelings from Munkin's side have changed but then you know OSU goes out and, and hires somebody to fill one of their empty slots and it's like well what's what's the next step here yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear to me Todd Munkin's not coming to OSU as a staff member because they hired Tim Rattay, as you mentioned. And Casey Dunn was in pictures tweeted out by the OSU football uh, Twitter account. So he's obviously back in the fold, which we already knew. So, yeah, I mean, to me, they're out of spots. And, and the reason I was probably most dubious of Todd coming back is what you kind of mentioned. I mean, he left Oklahoma State to take a head coaching job at Southern Miss and left the head coaching job to go be a quarterback's coach. At the Tampa, he wasn't even the offensive coordinator at yeah. Tampa. It was uh, Dirk Cutter, who once upon a time was the OSU yeah. coach for about twenty-four hours. A, a great what if. And it just seems to me like Munkin prefers the NFL game, the NFL lifestyle, the fact he doesn't have to recruit. 
And I could be wrong. Maybe, you know, there, you kind of touched on this in the chamber that perhaps there's an avenue where Munka could come back as an analyst and still be paid by the Browns because there is a buyout, I think, with his contract. If, if um, Of course, if they fire him, I don't know about if there's still a buyout or not. But I think if he accepts a job, that's how that goes. So maybe he could come back as an analyst and still get paid by the Browns. That would be yeah. a dream scenario, I think, for OSU because then you just add another voice in the room that can, can help you win games. But... But I don't know. I, I I've been dubious for a long time because the guy left college for a reason. I don't think he, I think he wants to be an NFL coach. That's kind of where I stand on it. Yeah, the analyst thing. I, I think what you're saying. I I did not report that, but it's it's kind of floating around out there of him being able to double dip in terms of if he comes back to be an analyst, he could still. I I don't know how the it's it's kind of it's like contractual and there's a lot of I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is actually true, but people some people have said like. He could be an analyst because it's not like a full-time deal, even though it is. Um, but technically, it's not, and still get paid his million dollars by the Browns, and then fifty k or forty k or whatever by Oklahoma State. I just, I don't know. That seems. Is Todd Munkin going to be an analyst at Oklahoma State? That seems maybe he is. Like I could this this uh, this clip might not age well, but. It just seems like he would move on. I mean, he was interviewing for head coaching jobs in the NFL last year, Carson. Like, it's it's not like – I don't think one year with the Browns it has sullied people's viewpoint of Todd Munkin. So, I don't know. I mean, it, we'll see. But I, I just – I don't – you know, people were doing the whole, oh, his wife's looking at uh, real estate in Stillwater, that whole <laughs> deal. But, like, ser- but not tongue-in-cheek, like actually doing it. And you're like, okay, well, we'll see how this plays out. Well, and he has a son, I guess, supposedly that's enrolling at OSU. Yeah, I mean, that, that part is that part is true. And that would maybe that's a reason he would, you know, take an analyst position. But I'm like you, like if he wants an offensive coordinator job in in college football, or maybe even the NFL, like I think he's going to get some interviews. So I don't think he would even need to take an analyst job unless he just wants to take Jimmy Haslam's money from the Browns and stick it to them and. <laughs> Still work in Stillwater. But uh, that leads us to number three, Kyle. You mentioned it. Tim Rattay hired as the quarterback's coach. Kind of out of left field. I, was, I, I remember watching Tim Rattay at Louisiana Tech and for the yep. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, kind of a left field hire, but it's not – Gundy's kind of gone away from the mold of hiring an FCS coach. He plucks him from the Washington Redskins, which I think is interesting. So uh, what do you think of Tim Rattay? I mean, I, we don't have a lot to go on, but uh, well-known name at least. Yeah, he's a big. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's a big name. He's a name that you and I recognize. He was. Uh, he finished. T- this should be my one interesting thing. Actually, I've got a different Tim Rattay note as my one interesting thing. But he finished tenth in the uh, 1999 Heisman voting, which uh, I didn't. I didn't remember. He was great there, though. But yeah, I mean, his coaching career. It's not like I don't know. I was looking back. He was a, the wide receivers and quarterbacks coach at La Tech for. I think six years, and before that, he was with a uh, like a USL team, uh, and then one year with the Redskins. So it's basically just the the La Tech stuff. He didn't he didn't recruit at a great level, even for La Tech, in terms of quarterbacks. He was getting these kind of like middling three star guys. Maybe this, maybe that's why again he hired him. But he was getting these guys that are like I don't know top. I don't know outside the top. 1200 in the country in terms of his QBs. Now he did a good, pretty good job developing them. He had Jeff Driscoll who transferred from Florida, did a good job with him. He had a kid named Ryan Higgins uh, who played his, I think senior year, did a good job with him. 
And then they, uh, I can't remember the guy's first name, but they, the kid that just finished up his career at La Tech, Smith is his last name. He's kind of a dual threat guy that, uh, that, that was quarterback under, uh, Rattay, a little Spencer Sanders ish. I watched some of his stuff today. So he's got at least some, some history there, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I was watching a bunch of videos today. He doesn't come off as super like, I don't know. He comes off a little Yursichy in terms of like not super engaging, not, and you don't have to be, but I didn't, in watching him talk, I didn't get super inspired. You weren't getting Todd Munkin vibes? No, no. <laughs> Do you remember him throwing passes to a receiver named Troy Edwards at Louisiana yeah, Tech? That was my lead in my, I, I, it's coming out later today, but I did five things to know about about uh, Troy Edwards and I found an old picture of them on the on in Sports Illustrated. It's unbelievable. I'll I'll text it to you right now. Troy Edwards his junior year had 1700 yards and 13 touchdown catches, ran for 3. His senior year, yeah, this is sick. He had 1996 receiving yards and 27 touchdowns. So he opened that year, they played at Nebraska. He had 21 for 405 yards against Nebraska. And this is like Justin Blackman on steroids season. This is crazy. Yeah. He should have won the Heisman. Although I he just, actually plays a lot of tech, so that, that hurt him. He he did win the Bolitnikov that year. I just I just texted yeah. you that that photo. It's uh it's a gem. oh my yeah that's pretty good. Um, speaking of this, you know, I, you also wrote an article about Casey Dunn and like how it's the logical step would him be the offensive coordinator, and that's kind of what I said. Last week, like yeah. I don't think Casey Dunn's coming back to Stillwater without the title of offensive coordinator. Right. I think that's why he left to go to UNLV. He's tired of getting passed over, so I think he stipulated to Mike Gundy, "You want me to come back? You give me the office, offensive coordinator title. You let me call plays." And again, as I said last week, I think Casey Dunn has earned that right. I think he's proven himself. He's the most loyal assistant Gundy's had. And don't forget, Kyle, when Sean Gleason got locked in an elevator, Casey Dunn dialed up a hell of a drive. They scored in like three or four plays. Boom. Touchdown. The only time he's ever called plays at OSU. I miss that uh, that Oregon State offense. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's what the missing link. Casey Dunn on the headset. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, yeah, it, it's the the only thing that's giving me pause about it is like if you're announcing Tim Rattay. So so you're clearly announcing stuff right now. Why would you not announce Casey Dunn as well? So yeah, that's confusing, right? The the thing there is. That 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 I would that I would say is that uh, I think there's I think there's potential. Like like think about this scenario. What if they're just waiting until after signing day? Then whatever signing day two, whatever it is. I think it's February fourth. And they're 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 already, one of the assistants is already they're kind of on their way out. You usually don't announce that until afterward. This is complete speculation. I have no idea if this is true. But then there's going to be another open spot, and so that's where the Munkin piece would fit in, and Dunn somehow fits in as well. I don't know. It just it them not announcing that gives me pause that there's other stuff going on. But again, that's total speculation. Yeah, I think that would lead to think that there's stuff in the works or it's in flux to where they're not quite ready to announce it. I mean, they weren't shying away from it. They put Casey Dunn in a picture on Twitter. So right, I think they, right. it's no secret, but, um, but no, I, I, I think that's, what's going to happen. I think Rattay is going to be the quarterback's coach. Obviously they already announced that and Dunn's going to call plays. It, it's interesting. Not often is the wide receivers coach up in the booth calling plays, uh, usually down on the field. That, that'll be an interesting wrinkle. Um, I'm trying to think of people that have done that. 
but it would be interesting too. Maybe Rattay would be on the field and then and then uh, done up in the booth. But it's interesting how that would work. And I think kind of the the model might be how LSU does it, Kyle, with with Steve Insminger and and Joe Brady, where they're both kind of up in the booth together, collaborating on uh, on game plans. Maybe that's how they envision this this working. I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly interesting. Can you imagine putting like this would never happen, but if you put like Monken and Dana up there together, they're just cracking beers like Stone Cold Steve Austin after touchdowns. They're just scream. They they only communicate in uh, expletives. Like they don't. They, Man, <laughs> they've got their own language. They never they never overlapped in Stillwater, huh? No, because because Dana was was ten, and then Monken was not brought in until eleven. Yeah, Munkin essentially replaced, or not essentially, he did replace uh, Dana Holgerson. So, uh, by the way, ever since you went on that, you went on your Munkin thing last week about how he his like the myth of of Todd Munkin is a little, it's a little much. It's a little. Not, I don't know about overrated. I don't know if you said that, but it's just it's gone too far. Uh, I've kind of noticed people like going too far with it. I'm like, wait a second, like he was good, but those were some good OSU teams too. Yeah, and I don't I don't mean to diminish what Todd did. Like what he did in 2012, I thought was even more impressive than 2011 with the three quarterbacks. Remember, he didn't even really like his quarterbacks. He kind of he never really praised them. He was kind of like, yeah, like JW's got his limitations and Chelf is <laughs> Chelf's Chell. He never quite seemed too fired up about it, and they put up just unbelievable numbers. So I don't I'm just saying he was only there 2 years and people think he like was the greatest coach to have ever walked the earth. And I, I just think the, the the myth of Todd Munkin has gotten out of control to where they think, like, if Todd Munkin comes back, that they're going to have the number one offense in the country. It's just, it's not that simple. And he did, he, Mike Yersich might have been a better recruiter. He recruited Mason Rudolph, whereas Munkin recruited Wes Lunt, who was not very good. It wasn't very good at Illinois, even when he left OSU. So, it's not as if he's 100% this, you know, foolproof coach. I think I look, and again, I'm a Todd Munkin fan. He did a great job. I just think people talk about him as if he's gosh, the the greatest offensive coordinator to ever live. Yeah. No, so, I, I agree. Let's move on. Number 4, yeah. uh, OSU Hoops is in total disarray. It's in uh, total debacle. Uh, they lose again. They scored 82 points in two games combined. Uh, and, and they're 0-3 in Big 12, Kyle. Uh, Mike Boynton's not doing a good job. Look, you and I are very high on him. The the level he's achieved at recruiting has been awesome. I thought he did a good job coaching last year for people who think he can't coach. Like, he did win at Lawrence and Morgantown with really no bench at all. Uh, I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't think he's doing a good job, though, this year. Uh, no, no, he's not. I got some numbers here for you, Carson. So this is Big 12 play only. And this is uh, offensive efficiency. So how many points do you score if you get 100 possessions, right? So last year, Oklahoma State was, I think, right around – well, I've got it right here. They were at uh, – per 100 possessions, they were at 100 points in Big 12 play. So obviously, they don't score 100 a game, but you don't get 100 possessions in a game. Um, so this is – how many points would you score if you got 100 possessions? And right now in the conference, Iowa State's leading – uh, they're scoring 103 points per 100 possessions. Kansas is at 102. OU is at 101. Baylor's at 99. You go all the way down. West Virginia is at 83. They're in ninth place. Oklahoma State is at 67. Oof. 
They are 20, they're almost 20 points behind the next worst team in terms of how many points they're scoring per 100. It's, it's, it's uh, taking pace out of it. So just straight 100 possessions, how many points are you going to score? And they're 20 points, almost 20 points behind West Virginia. Yikes. Yeah, it's it's not good. And I'm with you. Like, I, I don't I don't think that I don't know, people have been like hollering about Boynton as a as a as a in game coach and stuff. I don't know, man. Like I go back to the the Kendall Smith and the uh the Jeff Jeffrey Carroll team and they're winning at Kansas. I mean they're he, he did a he's done a great job with his coaching. Uh his recruiting has been steadily getting better. I think I think the Cade uh, commitment sort of um, it might overstate like how good his recruiting has actually been like who's his next best recruit behind Cade right like I guess that's sort of my point uh, in terms of stars or like players uh, stars I guess well is it is it is it uh, it's probably Marcus Watson yeah who he's just already entered. leaving yeah <laughs> so I just some of the recruiting stuff I think has been a little overstated. Some of the uh, how good of a coach is he has been a little understated in terms of I think he's better than people give him credit for. My thing is, like, why does this team look like a completely different team than it did a month ago? You know, it's not, it's not as if, like, okay, you lose your first three games, whatever. You're getting just hammered. And it looks like... I mean, to me, it looks... Uh, Gottlieb reported that uh, likely has had mono... It looks like the whole team caught it. <laughs> like they all have mono. I mean, that that's that's the feeling I've got from watching it. It's just been so sluggish and lackluster and I don't I don't know. It feels like something weird is is has been going on. Yeah, and for me like I understood you didn't have likely in those losses. Like he's your best player. So, I get losing those games. I even get getting blown out somewhat. But losing by 35 to Tech, getting being non, there really have been non-competitive in Big 12 play. To me, there's no excuse for that. And the larger issue I have with, with Mike Boynton's program is the attrition. Marcus Watson is related to Mike Boynton, and he's leaving. And at some point, you can say, well, it's not really the coach's fault. These guys just keep leaving. Well, it falls at his feet. And I think that's a reason why you have Lindy Waters and Thomas DeZagua in the starting lineup. Like, those guys are good players. They should not be your go-to players in the Big 12. They just, look, I like those guys. They've been really good Cowboys. They've been there for four years. But Lindy Waters and Thomas DeZagua should be role players. And I think the reason they're not is because of all the attrition that's happened under Mike Boynton. And that's on him. Like he, he's the one that recruits these guys, and that, then they're they aren't fulfilling their end of the bargain. And ultimately, that's not. Some of it might not be his fault, but it ultimately falls at his feet. So I think that's what is getting them now. Obviously, they looked great early in the season. Kyle, I'm with you. I don't really know what has happened to their offense. It's been just mind numbing. But why do the Boone Twins not play? It seems like every time they get in the game, they make something happen. Uh, I haven't liked his rotations, and more than anything, Kyle, I, I have serious questions whether Mike can keep these guys on campus. Like, what are you confident at all that Cade and Rondell Walker will make it through their first season? I mean, think of the freshmen that have left after before their season's even over. Well, Cade, that's a, no, that to me is a, that to me is a huge problem. Well, Cade's not making it through his first season. 
I mean, he'll make it through his first season. He won't make it. Well, you don't know that. Like, you don't know he's going to make it through his first season, do you? I mean, you you think he's going to transfer at the semester? What What do you mean? He could get in trouble and get kicked off the team, like several others have on this this program. No, he's got too much. Marcus Watson already got in trouble and has left in his freshman year for sure. Cade has way, way too much to lose. Well, Marcus Watson was no small potatoes. Like that's a guy that thinks he's going to play in the NBA too. Well, everybody just, thinks that's all I'm saying. The yeah, but Watson has a reason to to really believe it. By the way, I mean, we have uh, we have breaking news. What's that? Chuba. Ch- Chuba announced that he is announcing at 5 p.m. Did he announce that, or he just he just tweeted 5 p.m. Yeah. Well. I maybe mean, he's that, grabbing. Maybe he's grabbing an early dinner. Five he's got. He's is he like on Sports Center, like previewing the title game? I think he's probably announcing at five p.m. Yeah, that's uh, that's a huge story. You think he's coming back, right? I think he is. I've totally flipped. I think he's coming back. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I mean, why the timing to me? Like he obviously waited to get back on on campus. School back started back up on Monday today. Right before, right before the title game, nation's leading rusher. I mean. If he announces that he's leaving now, that that'd be tough. I, I, yeah, I think he wanted to get back on campus and talk to Mike face to face, and you know, move back in and get ready to go. So that's a huge boost for OSU if he does. I mean, that's yeah, they got a chance to win the Big Twelve next year. I don't think that's out of the question. We'll we'll have to do some sort of mini reaction deal after he makes his announcement one way or the other. Uh, okay, you want to do this all decade hoops team, or should we save that? Uh, we can knock it out real quick. I didn't really have any qualms with it. Did you see it on the Oklahoman? Oh, the, oh, I thought I thought we were making our own. Well, you can make your own. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be it's got to be uh, just off the top of my head. Jawan. Yep. Uh, Marcus Smart. Yep. Uh, LeBron. Yep. Uh, Markel. Yep. And uh, was James Anderson there in ten? Yes. Wow, off the top of your head, that's pretty impressive. I would not, I would not have factored in James Anderson. That just seemed 08-ish, 09-ish. But he, he was a junior in 09 slash 10. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably the team. Um, God, Anderson was a first team All American. Yeah, he was whew, filthy. And twenty two and twenty two and six is what he. Here's averaged. the deal. Here's the deal. You got Markel, you got LeBron, and you got Marcus Smart, all decade team on the same team. <laughs> and they're not freshmen. They were all past their freshman year. And you can't get out of the first round. I mean, that is just <laughs> I I, I, I yep. you know. We don't need to we don't need to dive into that. But But uh, I did love what Barry said about LeBron. You and I have have talked about this for years. Uh, he says LeBron Nash was a four-year starter who was victimized by heavy expectations, but was a consistently quality player. 120 starts, 14.6 points per game, and 5.1 rebounds for his career, and 46% shooting. Yeah, those are those are great numbers. Yeah, no, he he uh, he was great, and he's a little he's a little uh, mellowish in that I think he gets. Uh, kind of villainized for some weird reason. Now he he was a little he's a little bit of a black hole at times. Like I think he kind of ate up some some possessions, but he was he was really good. And he just never I don't know some some of, some of it I feel like is just he wasn't super athletic like Markel. Uh, there wasn't anything that he was like great at. But I think he was just I think he was really underappreciated. 
Wait a second. Did Chuba endorse a car dealership today? Uh, I I hope not. Well, apparently he, him and a car dealership both posted something and deleted it. And now mm. he's saying he's announcing at 5 p.m. Um, that maybe he's not coming back, Kyle, if that's the case. That seems that seems bad. Uh, that seems like he would not be coming back if he's endorsing car dealerships. Who who uh, is that on is that on Twitter? What or where are you seeing that? Yeah, it's some scuttlebutt. My friend just texted me about it and said, "Did you see Chuba posing with a car car dealer? Both people deleted." Mm, so my buddy texted me. That's that's not great. That uh, leads to questions. Uh, or maybe they're just going full bagman, full SEC. <laughs> All right, you ready to do book, uh, buckets and bricks? Yeah, let's. Uh, well, yeah, we'll do buckets and bricks. This will be brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. You got me on tilt from this Chuba thing, this car dealer thing. <laughs> Would you like me to go first? Uh, yeah, yeah, go. You go. Uh. For my buckets, you know, buckets and bricks, positive, negative. Uh, I'm going with Casey Dunn. I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I just want to give it up to him for coming back. I mean, I, I totally understand. I think people sometimes, they don't factor in money and titles and getting passed over at your current job. I think it's easy for us to sit here and go, man, you should just want to stay at OSU instead of going to UNLV. Well, that's not the case. Sometimes you want you get tired of getting passed over for a job you feel like you deserve. And I think that's what happened with Casey and credit to him and Mike Gundy for coming together and, and bringing him back in the fold. Cause he's a really important coach for OSU. He's done an unbelievable job. He's turned them into wide receiver Bolitnikoff U building on what Des, uh, Des did. And I just want to give it up to him and, and give it up to his hat. That was a, that was a big topic when he came back. <laughs> I think someone wrote an article about it on the Oklahoman and David Glidden was talking about, just how grungy that hat is. So maybe maybe he'll bring the hat back with him too. But I just wanted to give it up to Casey Dunn. I, I'm really looking forward to him being the offensive coordinator. I think he's going to do a good job. Yeah, if if he is the offensive coordinator. Oh, I have the picture of Chuba. Oh, gosh. Text it to me. This I'm is – people People love this. We're just talking about stuff that they can't see. This is This is phenomenal. Actually, don't text it to me. I don't want to see it. That's not good. You sure? Now do text it, but uh, okay. I'm gonna go. Um, Is that a Bentley? I think it's a Bentley. I don't think he's uh, coming back. Oh gosh! Oh no! Or no? It's a Genesis. I think that's that the fake Bentley. The f- <laughs> Is that the Buick Genesis? <laughs> Maybe he's playing in Tiger's Genesis Invitational in February. Maybe. Maybe that's what that was all about. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go brick first, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, Oklahoma State's three-point shooting, specifically uh, their sharpshooters, Wendy Waters and Thomas DeZagua. So literal bricks for me today. They are, I think, six for 31 in conference play. Oklahoma State's shooting 18% from three-point range. I, it's it's not like, you know, they're not being guarded by the, by the Indiana Pacers. They're getting looks, and they're not making them. And uh, I don't know. That part of it's been disappointing. It's just, you know, like we said earlier, completely different team. So that it goes to I, – I guess I'll just give it to Oklahoma State's three-point shooting. Hmm. Well, I'm going to stick with the same theme. I'm going with three starters not even making a basket. 
for Oklahoma State against TCU. I mean, that to me is just hard to fathom. And again, it's it's TCU. It's not like you're playing Kansas and Lawrence, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, and Keelan and Keelan Boone also. I don't know which Boone it is. It's K Boone went 0 for 0 for zero as well. Didn't didn't make didn't take a shot. Didn't make one. But uh, Waters went 0 for 8, Laurent went 0 for 1, and Dezagua went 0 for 5. So, goose egg's not good, Kyle. Three starters going scoreless is not ideal, and that's how you score 40 points. That's my my brick. Who do they, they've got uh, Iowa State and, and Texas, I think, this week? I think so. I think that's right. Texas tweet. It shows up in my, uh, my tweet deck, but not my actual phone. Hmm. This is we're we're both on tilt right now. We can't even we can't even speak without. <laughs> okay, my bucket goes to Fran Fraschilla, who uh, last week I guess I didn't hear this on the broadcast, but uh, he said that it was almost criminal that uh, that Eddie Sutton's not in the Hall of Fame. So Fran Fraschilla leading the charge for Eddie Sutton. There's another Hall of Fame vote this year. Bill Haston did a good job of kind of going into the details of, of how the thing gets voted on. It sounds like t- 24 people gathering into like an Italian restaurant and like there's guns involved. That's probably not actually true, but that's what it felt like in reading his piece. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Eddie's getting in, but Fran Fischilla said it's almost criminal that he's not in. So, bucket to, uh, to Fran Fischilla of ESPN. Did you get my... Uh... It's Genesis of Edmonton. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, research tells me some Genesis cars go for seventy grand, forty-two, thirty-five. Kind of depends on which one you get. His one, look, that the one he's standing in front of looks expensive. That's that's bad. Yeah, he says best in the business. I don't think he's buying a car, Kyle, on the uh, stipend that OSU athletes get. Yeah, but I, maybe. Uh... Maybe he just bought a car. I don't know. Yeah, but I would I would say he's probably not coming back. It's been a fun I, live reaction. But yeah, way. it's I'm I'm melting down over. We got to get you out of here though. One one interesting thing. Time. Uh, hear yeah, from our sponsors first. Yeah, we need to hear again from mid first. Bank with the winner, Carson. Their JD Power highest satisfaction score for the second year in a row. Oklahoma Readers Choice Awards best bank for the sixth year in a row, and best mobile app for the second year in a row. Midfirst.com slash pistols firing and uh you can go bank with a winner uh hopefully no oklahoma state players are uh sponsoring that <laughs> hopefully chuba bought the car with his mid first card <laughs> <laughs> bank bank account uh okay <laughs> one interesting thing jimmy johnson makes the hall of fame i thought it was really cool they did it live on the air uh, he seemed really emotional about it and uh <laughs> Troy Aikman wrote a long, heartfelt tweet about how Jimmy was the first coach to recruit him. He recruited him to Oklahoma State when he was the coach at OSU. And I got a great tweet from Tyler Beats saying, can we get a Marvel alternate universe on the Pistols Guy pod? Troy Aikman goes to Oklahoma State. Does Mike Gundy still come and stay at OSU? Would Jimmy jump to Miami that, that early with Troy Aikman, Thurman Thomas, Hartley Dykes, and Barry Sanders? Whew! That's an that's a uh, that's an unbelievable sliding door, isn't it? That's yeah. uh, two, that's what one, two, three Hall of Famers in the NFL and a college football Hall of Famer. I don't know if Dykes is in or not, but he should be. Yeah, 
that's whoo. Yeah, that's I don't know. Crazy. That's an unbelievable. And, and and really, Troy, he was such a high recruit. I get I get why he didn't go to OSU, but he went to OU and they ran the wishbone. I never really understood. I guess Barry Switzer sold him that they wouldn't run the wishbone if he went there, which I guess they at first didn't. But uh, that's an unbelievable what if. Uh, okay, my one interesting thing is that in 2000, uh, the 49ers selected Tim Rattay in the seventh round of the NFL draft. Earlier in the draft, the sixth round, the New England Patriots selected uh, somebody by the name of Tom Brady. And later on, Bill Belichick uh, revealed that it was between uh, Brady and Rattay to be selected in the sixth round. And he said, I guess we chose the right guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I, I think is the understatement of the century. We both got to get out of here because we've got Chuba research to do before his announcement. Uh, let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. We'll come back and sign off. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, you got any parting thoughts on the Chuba stuff? Are you on tilt like me? I, uh, it's been a great run, Chuba. Um, it's nice knowing you. I look forward to watching the NFL. Yeah. Hope you go to the, hope you go to the Chiefs and win like five Super Bowls. Yeah, that'd be great. I think I might have flipped during this podcast on which way, he, which way I'm, I'm going on this. So, okay, we'll talk soon, Carson. All right, see ya. See ya.